ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 44, I think, of the, of the Anatomy Podcast. Um, it is currently 5.32 p.m. for me over in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It is a nice and cold day after yesterday, which I would actually consider spring-summer temperatures, which was very, very uh, intimidating, being that it's still only February. But... Uh, this is the Anatomy Podcast. I am Sean Cross, and tonight we are hosting Taylor. And I don't know how I just spaced this up, this name off again. Hold on, sorry. Taylor and Brent of Sheba. Christ, yo, what's going on? It's going pretty well. That's that's one way to put it. But tonight, after quite a bit of time of us trying to figure out a session, well, here we are. And tonight we are going to be talking with both of these gentlemen about everything relevant to them that got them on the path to joining and contributing to Shiva. This is a band which the album um, I checked out pretty recently here, even though it released uh, last July. It took me a bit, but I finally attended to it, and I am so glad that I did because, well, here we are. So we will be lyrically dissecting that album tonight. Um, with the help of these two gentlemen, as well as learning their story. But right off the bat, whoever wants to start first, basically just give us a quick elementary summary as far as your essential background. So this is not even talking about you as a musician, um, but just like we're, we're wanting to learn as much about you as possible. So whoever wants to may take it away. Um, so I'm Taylor. And I suppose outside of the band, I'm just sort of your normal everyday dude working at a meat factory, so smashing up some corpses and stuff. <laughs> Pretty heavy metal. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, always, I'm a butcher by trade as well, so always just been cutting meat my whole life and love it. So when I saw the cover of To The Graves album, I was fucking stoked. <laughs> right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, I've got two kids, so... Awesome. That's all fun games. And yeah, pretty normal. Other than that, yeah. Cool. Brent? Yeah. Not much different to Taylor, really. Just everyday dude that enjoys music and work at a battery shop, which is what it is. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Other than, other than that, nothing really interesting. Right. I mean, that's, that's completely okay, because therefore, with the uh, the story of Shiva and you guys' uh, paths, your journeys, getting into music and all that, which we will be learning here in just a second, I mean, there's plenty of material to talk with with that. But I mean, either way, you know, you guys are both, uh, I'm sure you're pretty established in your job areas, your careers, and you're just doing your best while you're also working on what you're trying to make, which is the nastiest, heaviest music in Australia, whilst also being marketable. So that's that's always a good thing to aim for. So um, whoever wants to begin then with basically like where you grew up, um, what, you know, if you had any hobbies as a kid that you thought you might have pursued later, but then you're like, nah, music's my thing, that type of stuff. We're trying to learn as much as possible, um, possibly even bring up and just resonate, uh, um, just like, I don't even know, uh, summon some nostalgia for the both of you um, as we dig as much as possible, whilst also not intruding upon your personal life, of course. Um, whoever 
wants to uh, may begin, just, yeah, tell us your whole story that you feel is relevant to talk about on a podcast. Um, yes, please, I'll go first. Um, so, grew up in a small country town. Um, very small, there's only probably 3,000 people there. And basically, all we had to do was ride skateboards. So, I think riding skateboards and um, sustaining some pretty serious injuries, like <laughs> knee reconstructions, broken arms, you know, so I think going down the skateboarding road, you can only do it for so long until your body just can't do it anymore. <laughs> right. So ended up bailing on that. Um, but I think in the skating, like with the skating, us and all the boys all listen to heavy music, Slipknot, and I think that's what sort of kicked it off. Um, but I think from a very young age, I sort of knew that I was like into heavy music. You kind of know when you're real young, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would like listen to when I was a little baby, but like dad would put Lenny Kravitz on or something like that. And I'd be banging my head around and, um, and then I watched the other videos. There's like an R rated section where they talk about the ratings of the movie. <laughs> and there was actually a part that had Ramstein playing. And I just used to put the video on re rewind and just kept playing that one bit just so I could listen to some heavy music when I was like 10. Uh, and yeah, from there it just exploded. Uh, I met this dude when we were pretty young. I think he was like, what were you, 15, Brad? Yeah, 14, 15. 14, 15. We started another band called Ascendance. We were a band for about 10 years. Um, I was a drummer. He was a bassist. Oh, shit. And yeah, that, that band actually went pretty good. Like we were playing heaps of shows. We had like two albums and then just shit happens, man. And everybody sort of went their own separate way. Um, and then after that, we started um, working on some Shiva stuff and me and this dude hooked back up again and um, kicked off the Shiva thing and it's gone pretty well. I think it's gone better than the first band. So yeah, Absolutely. I mean, especially if it's reaching around the world the way it has, like, you know, you, you guys might not be, you know parkway drive or thy art is murder but you're definitely making your spot in the scene um in the country of music you know like you're you're establishing yourself as a pretty well-known australian band and i mean you guys got reality fade records behind you to do all your merch dis distribution and just like endorsement in general so i mean that's a that's a pretty good way to get started if not uh continued in in yeah. a way um so if anything, Taylor, I would love to uh, ask you, like, what was the, uh, how did you end up getting into vocals, man? Um, it's a, this is a funny one. So I was like playing around with the Shiva thing, writing music and stuff, just sort of writing music on my computer and went through a couple of vocalists and then sort of found out that it was just too hard and people were unreliable. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it myself. And then <laughs> so I started doing it. It was, you know, rough to begin with. Um, I've still got heaps to learn, but you know, I think that I became capable at least and, um, yeah, kicked it off doing that. So. Badass dude. And do you have like any, uh, any major vocalist that you kind of, um, always utilize for practice or utilize to hone your, uh, to hone your own style? Or did you kind of like say like, ah, fuck all that, you know, I'll, I'll listen to it every now and then, but really I'll just flush it out on my own in my car or something like that. Like, how did you end up uh, practicing to, uh, hone your style, your spectrum of vocals? Um, I think. So mostly there's two bands that I listen to and just used to like try and scream like them. And the first one was Whitechapel, like the older stuff, um, just because it was like so brutal. And then the other one is a Virgin's Crown, their original like first album service, I think it's called. 
like that, just really low and I just used to sing along to that, scream along to that. And um, then sort of just after that work through my own sound and then sort of now I'm even now I'm discovering like new little things that I'm yeah. throwing into the new, newer songs that aren't released yet that are pretty spicy. So fuck yeah, dude, I cannot wait to hear them whenever they do end up coming out in the future in future me enjoy man oh, that'll be really <laughs> sick and i i digress because i have not even uh ended up listening to armageddon the new just absolutely iconic track by these boys featuring tom barber and um another individual who ended up winning a uh, vocal entry contest for the song like shout out to him man like that's a huge opportunity to be able to um participate in a song with this band and tom barber bro like mm, no yes. matter who you are bro you know who the fuck tom barber is if you know what heavy <laughs> music is and that's yes. really that's really the wall that matters um so you did mention taylor that you were actually like drumming in the beginning and stuff like that yeah. so how yeah. did uh like how did that end up like kind of fizzling out because i'm sure you love doing the chops bro i would love to smack mm. you for a living too <laughs> yeah. um before we move on to that i just quickly want to correct you on one thing it was actually a girl that won the competition Oh right, I, I did say yeah, individual. Yeah. Oh sorry, I thought you said I thought you said the guy. Oh good, no good. But um, yeah, it was Jesse from um, Je uh, what's that band she's got? Torm, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, she did a great right. job, man. Obviously, like her take was insane. So. Yeah, I really, really yeah I, if anything, um. I, I usually do say guy for everybody or I say dude for everybody, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I said individual. So just to like fact check myself. But yeah, to the drumming thing, like I still um, play the drums. Like I've got an electric kit here that I play. Um, you can see the drums in the background there. Right. But I don't usually play the acoustic ones very often, but um, no, I still play them. Just not in the band. Okay. So, yeah. Still playing. Right. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. And uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, trying to think here because um, it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> uh, how how has the reception for Armageddon been so far? Like, have you guys been getting pretty good ratings for that? It seems to be going pretty good. Um, the YouTube channel that we put it on has got like 50,000 views, which is a, like a pretty big thing for us. Like, we haven't had any video go anywhere near that. Right. So I think it's really exciting for us. All the comments and everything are like insane. And I think everybody's happy with Armageddon. So our first album, we were like really, really heavy. And then we're like, oh, we kind of want to blend it with something a bit. And then the second album, it's kind of, it's not as heavy. And we kind of blended in those choruses. Yes. And what we've discovered is our sound that we're actually going for now is like extremely heavy verses. Mm -hmm. like insanely heavy and then like those catchy sort of choruses yes um so it is a bit of a shock to the system i think um we had a a youtube channel do a rating what's his name brand orion oh, yeah. yeah that guy yeah and i think <laughs> it was a like watching back on his reaction it was a bit of a shock to the system for him because it was like <laughs> so heavy and then it's like oh so um when you do have listened to a brother, have a listen and let us know what you think. And Absolutely, man. You can count on it because I, if nothing else, dude, every morning before work, it's like the best way to start the day seems to just be with absolutely surprising music, whether it be heavy, clean, or like heavy, pretty, 
uh, and everything in between. You know, that's that's just what we do over on Sean Cross. So that's that's always something to look forward to, and I cannot wait to hear it. Um, so as we've learned quite a bit about Taylor in the little time that he, um, that we have provided him to tell his story, he's gotten like a lot of stuff covered. So, and I mean, props to you, man. You 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 sped sped ran that pretty efficiently. So I think one one thing that we will do before we go ahead and move on to Brent is Taylor, I want you to name me either five artists, albums, or songs of all time that you would say really helped contribute to what Shiva is today. Okay. Okay, so the first one is definitely a version screen servitude. Just that album. Um, because that was like I just used to listen to that 24-7 and I really think that sort of shaped the sound a little bit. Like, um, another one's probably Whitechapel, the first, their first album. Right. Um, just because of like how heavy it is and how sort of, it's just sort of grimy. I'm not sure yes. if grimy is the word, but it's like very dirty and grimy. And mm -hmm. like, so that's it's fucking filthy, that's, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, another one that's sort of like, really sort of kicked it off for us too was distant oh shit like we when i first heard distant man i was actually like mind blown i was like these guys sound insane and um you know so i think that shaped a little bit as well um you got two more two more hmm pressure pressure <laughs> is pressure um i don't know maybe so, like for the chorus side of things, I'm thinking like maybe a little bit of Lincoln Park. Oh shit! Like the the um, Hybrid Theory album probably. Badass. Um, it's sort of it's sort of like the only kind of thing that I can sort of relate to is in like for the choruses. Yes. Um, like Have you had an opportunity to listen to Lost yet? No. Oh shit! Yeah, definitely listen to it. It's oh, uh, is that their new one that yeah. was like yeah, unreleased? Oh, yeah, I have listened to that actually. Good, yeah. good. What did yeah. you think of it? Um, it, it, like you could tell it was definitely from that era. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It's good. Don't like it's good. I don't think it was like fantastic. I, I felt like mm -hmm. it was more of a song that sort of got scrapped off the album. But, yes. Um, and they sort of just had it sitting there, but it is good. Good, awesome, and you got one more. The pressure is mm. on, dude. <laughs> Maybe um for me anyway, probably Ramstein Mutter. Really? Yeah. Um they've got like that really basic like for their choruses, they have that really basic sound. But it just hits so hard. Um so more of their heavier tracks. You might hear a little bit of that sort of translate through the Shiva choruses a bit, maybe. Right. The newer stuff. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. And uh, I, I definitely want to provide a quick shout out to uh, Distant with their new album that just came out uh, not too long ago, that being Heritage, man. They are making moves, signing to Century Media. Um, and I mean, just in general, I, I said thanks. Thank you to the team that provided me the opportunity to listen to the album early. But I'm also very excited to be seeing them on March 5th when they come through Nashville. So shout out to the boys. Cannot wait to see you guys. And uh, hopefully we can get a live in-person session with at least some of the members of the band. That would be really cool. So that being said, uh, Taylor has provided his story. 
everything that he feels relevant, and that's all we could ever want for here on the Anatomy <laughs> Podcast, being that we're basically trying to turn this podcast into a uh, band glossary, right? An encyclopedia that way, for all the questions you guys would want to ask in person, you get them answered here, more or less. And if you have more questions, then you know definitely provide them uh, in the feed of this podcast episode, please and thank you. So, Brent, now the spotlight yeah. is on you, man. Basically, ah, shit. yeah, let us know <laughs> where you uh, were, where you grew up, where you were raised. Um, let us know the role that you play in the band and basically everything that you feel is relevant to you becoming a musician and joining this project. Please and thank you. Yeah. So very similar to Taylor. I lived in a fairly small town, a little bit bigger than what where Taylor grew up. I think there's about 40,000 people here. The um, same thing, got into skating and uh, sort of just, uh, my cousin got me into listening to heavy music, so I was just skating and heavy music. Met Taylor through working at Coles. That was uh, good fun. Um, and then ended up in that first band and did those couple of albums, which is, yeah, good. And same same thing. I still skate every now and then, but I'm getting too old. You're, you're, you're getting older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Knee, knees don't don't work the way they used to. So, um, but yeah. And then same thing. Taylor sent me some music he was working on, and I was like, "This is really fucking cool." He sent me Distant, and we figured out that. Um, the bloke that was producing that, we could get him to mix that first album and got him to do that. And that's pretty much where I went from there. Cool. Badass. And uh, for those listening who might not be uh, too familiar with uh, Shiva, what role do you play in the band, sir? Uh, bass. Bass. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Bass is... Bass is talking with bassist, bro. Even though I'm not a regularly practiced, regularly like you know, fashion bassist, I'm I'm definitely aiming to be that. Um, because bass is just right. so fun, dude. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Let's see. Let's see. What ended up uh, getting you into bass guitar, playing bass? Uh, I was just the friend that always hung around, <laughs> and, and uh, apparently people need bassists. <laughs> and it's pretty, pretty pretty easy to hit open. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty quick summary. I like it. Nice but, short uh, and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, it's a lot of fun. You get on stage and you can throw yourself around and yeah, just have a good time. Badass. Let's see. Speaking for bassists and just bass playing, like, was there ever a point where you were like wanting to do guitar, but people were like, "Yeah, we kind of need a bassist, though." And you're like, "Fine, fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've always just been a bass player, and it's only because people need bass players, <laughs> <laughs> which they do. They do. It's an important part. You need the thump. You need like the bass guitar, at least, at least for the bass drop. Like, come on, dude, just, yeah. you know, like you, you just got to go down the fretboard. Dude. That's all you have to do. You're like, choke, 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 choke. it's great. Spot um, on. Spot on. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, any basis that you kind of like look up to as far as when you're writing? Do you have any, uh, bands or albums you go to for writing? Uh, not really, no. Not really? Okay, interesting. Not really. So you just like pluck it straight from the noodle? Yeah. 
<laughs> Badass, dude. No, that's, no, that's no. actually really cool. All right. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, so Taylor has kind of, let's see. Okay. Um, do, did you like have any, uh, you, you said you were into skateboarding and shit. Um, and you do battery, right? As a job. Yeah. Yeah. Battery. What, what is battery? Is it, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm wonder bread white over here. So you're going to have to let me know what this is. <laughs> Just car batteries. Oh, battery. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> See, you you had me thinking like batch, like a batch of something. So like, what the fuck is a battery? Is it like similar <laughs> to a factory or something? Okay, so battery. Jesus. Yes. Um, how how long have you been doing that, man? Uh, like two years. Two maybe. years. Okay, yeah, cool. Very very crazy job. So. Sweet, badass. Not <laughs> do you have any uh do you have anything bigger that you're uh looking to do as far as that same type of like business area or are you just like yeah i'm just gonna change batteries yeah i'm just gonna change batteries <laughs> and, work on, and work on music right there you go sick all right uh let's see let's see so yeah in that case uh we kind of sped run through that as well it's kind of crazy how quick these podcast <laughs> sessions are getting after like the four hour episode with uh awakened providence but um if anything brent if you could uh provide me five albums five artists or maybe even like five people that were just like they helped you wanting to become a bassist or wanting to join this project other than taylor that doesn't count um because <laughs> we we already know you know we've established that lore so like are there like any other people in your life that have like been profoundly supportive of you wanting to be in a band as well as doing this other stuff? Like what, what comes to mind when it comes to, yeah, I, this, this is like why I'm in Shiva. This is why I, you know, dun, 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 on the bass guitar for Shiva. Like what's up? Uh, it's a really hard question, but it <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> it's kind of, um, I don't know. We're all, I guess we're all just like brothers and just love hanging out. So, you know, it's a good way to just keep that going, keep that friendship going. What's, uh, I guess this is a question that both of you boys can answer. What's like the most important part about being in Shiva? Like what's the most, uh, um, let's see. What has been like, the bottom line like minimum requirement when it comes to like being in this band being in this project and just working with everybody the way you do like have there obviously there have probably been fallouts or something like that um across the time or if there hasn't then boom bada bang i'm corrected but like what 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 is like the most important part about being in shiva hmm, that's another hot question <laughs> <laughs> he's got all the good ones um I don't know. I think consistency is one of the big things. We just keep pushing forwards regardless of any sort of setbacks. Um, mainly just because we love doing it. Like with everything, you're going to have setbacks and things aren't going to always go your way. Yes. But um, being able to overcome that is always good. Badass. Taylor, do you have an um, answer for that? I think one thing that's really important is don't get stuck on the little things. Mm. Um, we noticed um, we had a couple of other members in before that ended up leaving the band 
because we sort of got in this situation where everyone was getting caught up on the little things and it was stopping the band from moving forward and you know we kind of had to set out some like you know boundaries yeah expectations really right but the band's moving at this speed and we can't slow it down for someone if they're having issues or they want to keep like bringing up something that's small and going to hold the band back we sort of say well look we're moving at this pace if you can't keep up with us please just tell us now Mm -hmm. and we can work something out um because it does move quick like i think when we first wrote the first album and got that out it just went bang and we're like fuck this is really moving so we just don't want to get off that train if that makes sense Yes, absolutely. It's just like when you guys were skateboarding when you were younger and you got to be careful for like even for whatever reason, because this is how skateboards are made, the smallest fucking pebble ever. Like if you hit that wrong pebble, dude, you're done. You're done. And then the momentum, you know, every, everything gets shaky. You speed wobble down like the wrong street and you're going already 45 miles per hour. And then like buddies that I've known before, you come to school looking like a mummy because you like got such bad road rash and shit. And like, the, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy being a skateboarder, dude. And I, I send my respect to anybody who's presently like making money off of that because of all those times that they had to like mummy up per se um <laughs> but yeah absolutely just like that momentum you got to sustain that you got to keep that thriving uh let's see let's see i think actually that would be you know being that we've asked taylor and brent about their stories everything that they feel is relevant to shiva uh we will be right back for a quick ad break and we are back uh, I forgot what fucking episode number we're on now. I think it's like 44. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 44 now. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys. You're you're helping me keep track of my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> so episode 44, the big four four, or something. Um, we have Taylor and Brent here from Shiva, a pretty badass Australian deathcore band but also with you know modernized elements in it and they seem to be doing that really well they're making a name for themselves down under i guess that that was probably the cringiest thing i've said on the podcast but um you know it's 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 true so you know being in a country man that's like so far around the world apparently from the west that you guys are a day ahead of me like what the fuck it's it's still it's still I'm still trying to wrap it around my brain, dude. Like first episode <laughs> we did to the grave really. And we had a, we had two of the former members really, but still like, I remember getting that figured out and just like, just like, yeah, they're, they're a day ahead of me. It's, <laughs> it's already Sunday for them. It's only Saturday for me. What the fuck is going on here? Like who decided these things? dude? <laughs> um, and I think while we're talking about Australia, right. I think one thing I would want to inquire upon with you gentlemen is like pros and cons to you guys when it comes to everything Australia, like whether the culture, the economy, that type of stuff. Like we're curious over here in the States. Most of us are Wonder Bread White. If not, we're MAGA evangelical Christians or some shit. You know, there's so many different cultures and peoples over here. But at the end of the day, it's like we don't really for those who aren't able to travel or something or for those who simply do not care. You don't really go outside of your your comfort zone and be like, huh, I wonder what's going on in these other parts of the world. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, what has been you guys' most and least favorite aspects of growing up and living in Australia? 
Um, so well, I reckon it's like pretty good because it's pretty laid back. Like especially when you like where I live in a small country town, you literally walk down the street and you're like, "Hey mate, how you going? Yeah mate, how you going mate? Yeah mate." Everyone's <laughs> like saying hello to each other and singing kumbaya around campfires and shit. <laughs> so like it's really really good culture, I think. Um, I, one thing that does suck is like I think our currency is a bit shit. <laughs> so like the exchange rate for us, like when it goes to USD, I'm like, I'm fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> or like even Euro right now, mm-hmm. it was like insane. And we're paying for stuff, you know, like whether it be, you know, anything to do with any, anything with the band overseas, we're paying for stuff. <laughs> we're just getting slaughtered because <laughs> our, our currency is just shit. Oh, but if, you, if, if you're an American and you come to Australia, you're gonna have heaps of money so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it seems to be that way like it's exclusive to the uk really that our money is less valuable over there like it's uh i would say like a quarter of a dollar more so like 25 cents here um is gonna be 50 cents over there or some shit that's not the exact math so please everybody don't be like oh you're wrong or whatever <laughs> i know i'm i'm not an economist bro that's that's not my thing i'm a freaking neanderthal heavy metal caveman okay i happen to do a podcast i happen to share my thoughts and opinions but yeah like uk seems to be the only thing uh exclusive to that uh that idea and otherwise it's like even you know what i think canada is that way too i again i can't quote that but um, I work with uh, folks from Toronto, um, that being Alex Savigny of Alex Savigny Audio. And I'll tell you, bro, the commissions, like when I send money over to him, it tell you what, it is a little bit more. So, yeah, um, Canada, UK, their money is worth more um, than ours. But, yeah, like Japan, I know that's a thing. Like you go over there with uh, with half a grand in U.S. dollars. I know it's a lot more than that. Mexico, that's another example. So just like the economy, man, it, it's so strange how that works, like the value yeah. of money. And at the end of the day, money doesn't exist. Like it's, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't actually matter at the end of the day. If you go yeah. off grid far enough, it's like, you know what? My currency is fucking acorns. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's kind of the um, thing. So I don't know, like, uh, Brent, what, what are your, uh, your pros and cons for, uh, for being, Australian, I guess, or, you know, just growing up and living in Australia, like what are some things you think are kind of deep fried and what are some things you think are cooked just right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I love deep fried food. So it sounds like it's <laughs> we, we need, we need two, um, two positives there. But anyway, the, oh, I really don't know. Hey, I, it's hard because I haven't really experienced anything outside of Australia. Mm. Um, so I've just lived this my entire life. The weather can be fucking shit because it'll be 45 degrees one minute and then bloody hailing the next. Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah. That's, okay. that's kind of a shit thing. Um are you are you more of a warm weather or cold weather guy? Oh, I fucking hate both of them. <laughs> he says no weather at no, all. The sun no, and the ocean yeah. can fuck off. Yeah. He says I want to be in lukewarm for the rest of my life. Okay, like don't uh, fucking. Hundred percent. 
Just, you just want to cool back up in the womb, man. Just, just oh, yeah. go back inside, mummy. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> if I can fish, he says. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, uh, as we're, you know, as we're kind of diving into the second half of the podcast, now really, I kind of want to ask the the kind of annoying questions about the band. I mean, I've already asked a couple, but I think uh, one would be to start off. How was the name Shiva figured out? Um, basically, this is going to sound heaps simple, but I suppose they all are, aren't they really? Yeah. Um, so it's like that, you know, the god of destruction? Yes. Like Shiva god? I think it's maybe Indian or something. I'm not sure. Not that I... we're religious, but right. it's like the god of destruction, and we're like heavy metal destruction. So <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> hey, it works, man. Okay. So after the god of destruction, um, I'll have to look that up, actually. What what pantheon is Shiva? Because I I love the logo. It's it's simple but it's effective. So I'm like, huh? Mm. And I like absolutely. I thought because your group is called Cyan Core, and I was invited to that, to that recently, which I think is badass. I'm like, is Shiva a Dragon Ball character? Because I I'm an anime <laughs> guy, but I've never watched yeah. Dragon Ball. So I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's that see. would be sick though if it, if there was a, a Dragon Ball character. But right. you need to watch Dragon Ball Z, bro. If you like anime and you haven't watched that, oh, you gotta go. Watch it. <laughs> so I, I will say that I have definitely dove it into the pool of uh, shonens and stuff. I've I've dipped my po- I, I've almost said dip my pose. I'm like, what the fuck are pose? <laughs> um, I've dipped my toes in the in the warm, lukewarm waters, as Brent would prefer it. Um, Score. <laughs> of uh shonen animes and i've i've so far done one piece in bleach uh dragon ball has been like the only intimidating one to me just because it's like so dramatic and so over the top and just like oh nine thousand and all that but <laughs> but i digress i will probably attend to it here eventually um it's just probably going to be after uh naruto uh, hunter hunter and a couple others really i think it's going to be the last one i see but i you know that's just me being completely honest and yes uh shiva is a hindu god yeah of destruction yeah. so boom bada bang baby we're learning stuff every day here on the podcast and if you did know good for you you're freaking cool <laughs> or something um so shiva was figured out from the hindu god of destruction that's pretty cool um are like the impression I've gotten, you two are the founding members of this project, correct? Or was it like a collective founding per se? Um, from no, uh, Friday Greeny from over yeah. Oh, collective. Well, okay. Um, it was kind of more like a just a project to begin with, like sort of me just writing stuff, and then I ended up getting Dylan in, who's the drummer, and he was literally just putting like videos of himself drumming, and I like commented on one of his things one day, and I was like, oh, this sounds fucking sick, bro, like what's going on and then i started messaging him and then bang and so we got him then brent and then we released that album so it was kind of, i'd say collective because before us three were in it it was just like a there's a fuck around right right really? it was, it was yeah. somewhere to like really throw your creative efforts and stuff instead of trying to like concrete yourself to a genre mm. yeah awesome and ascendance like is is anything from ascendance like still up on streaming platforms like spotify yeah. and shit Okay, yeah. sweet. So, as we you know continue to trek 
into part two of episode 44 of the anatomy podcast i briefly wanted to inquire on you guys's debut album because i remember dude i remember when planet eater came out because this was um by this time i had already been familiar with reality fade records there were a couple bands and projects i was like trying to get on the podcast back then too um that happened to be through reality fade records so like I don't know, man. Like, how was the uh, how was the process like signing to a, a label or you know an associate like uh, Reality Fade Records? Um, it was through one of so we we were working with another merch company called Ching Ching Check, um, and it oh, was through nice. them they had connections with Reality Fade, and then after talking with them and everything, that he decided the guy from Reality Fade did, like offered us to you know, do the CDs, do the merch and all that. And um, they were like, like, for us, that was amazing because we sort of didn't really hunt for it. It just sort of came to us. So I think we're really lucky that that sort of fell into our lap. So shout out to the Reality Fade guys. We fucking love you. Thank you so much. Shout out. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And and I guess for the folks like me, because I, I absolutely thought that Reality Fade Records was a record label. Um, Is it like, do you guys just do your merch distribution through them and all that? Yeah, so they do upload stuff, um, our songs and stuff to their bandcamp, um, and then they send our records out to like review, like for people to review it and all that. So it's a little bit more than just the merch. They kind of help bands in other ways as well, which is good. Good, badass. And I mean, I know that they are based in uh, Ukraine, which is also really cool. And I, I really do hope that the team behind Reality Fade Records at this time is um, still doing well after, mm. well, we all know the, the yeah. ultimate shit show and just like bully scenario, unfortunately. Um, so shout out to them. I hope you guys are doing okay. And uh, thank you for endorsing and helping um, projects like Shiva. Uh, I'm not sure if there's there's still a thing anymore, but it was Vile Impregnation. That was one of the projects I was following. And then, I mean, shit, they have so many other artists on there that they mm -hmm. help out with uh, merch distribution and, you know, supporting their music, have hosting them on their band camp, all that fun stuff. Um, so I wanted to go ahead and briefly kind of look over you guys' debut album, 12 songs, that being Planet Eater. And we don't have to do like a, a front to back uh, uh, lyrical analysis session because more or less this session will be for uh, your your newer record. And I don't know why I'm spacing this off. That being Misanthropist. There we go. Jesus. Um, so I was actually looking to inquire a little bit about like briefly the creative process behind that record so that people uh, might have some insight on everything that happened for Planet Eater. Um. Well, to start with, Bill and the drummer writes 90% of the lyrics. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, because he's, he's creative and I think the way that he words sentences and words songs and everything is like really, really good. I just can't, like when I write something, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, and then Dylan will like reword the whole thing and it'll be this amazing masterpiece. And I'm like, why can't oh. I do that? Why can't <laughs> I do that? Um, so he's very brilliant minded. Um, but yeah, mostly like a lot of our stuff that we write about is aimed towards um, sort of how the modern modern day society is like pretty shit. Uh, you know, people are going through mental health problems and, um, you know, like all some pretty serious stuff about how like the, there's a rise with suicides and all that and it's due to like the modern society, um, how the government just like controls the population and has all these fucked up things they do to control the population and just 
keep a hold on everybody, you know, using their tools like the money, which doesn't really exist and um, stuff like that. So our mostly everything that we talk about is all aimed at somehow to do with that, that shit. Badass. Yeah. Just like bringing, if, if <laughs> it's like, if people aren't getting enough of that from like all the other bands around the world, cause like, that's kind of like what death core slam death metal. That's, oh. that's kind of what it's always been. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's something we can all agree upon is it's like, mm. it's the sense of awareness and just being well, misanthropic as possible. Mm. And therefore pretty good title for the next album. If it kind of continues that, uh, that mm. lyrical, theme you know it's it's yeah. all about just making sure that everybody is aware that the people at the top are not here to be our friends we are yeah, yeah. to them you know what yeah. i mean and that shit uh it's it's unfortunate really and i wish that wasn't the circumstance that we were just like they don't even care they really don't but well, like, look at australia when covid hit man we were like in prison yeah we couldn't even like leave our houses we couldn't leave we couldn't go outside of our like towns where you live you know what i mean everywhere you go you have to do a COVID test like i had to go to work and line up and have like nurses at the front of my work shoving stuff up everybody's noses before we could even go into factory and but like, it was insane man the shit that we went through when that happened badass so, yeah. yeah and i mean yeah that the, definitely a different time <laughs> definitely a different time um everybody like all the countries around the world man they're different like there was like slight differences with all the countries and their response to it. But I mean, for what it's worth, I'm glad that they decided to uh, take the precautions and take the actions that they did to prevent uh, more casualties, more deaths. Because, yeah. I mean, it sucks. It sucks when a whole bunch of people around the world just start abruptly dying because, well, one person like just didn't really care. And he decided he or she, whoever, they decided to travel from one certain country to the next and then they gave it to someone else and it just spread like wildfire it was a difficult time um if anything too uh speaking on the pandemic and stuff i mean it's 2023 it's been th three years more or less since all that happened all that occurred um did you guys end up kind of seeing a limelight with that and were you guys able to uh, operate um more efficiently as a band project or did that kind of end up stumbling you guys a little bit Um, probably know? probably helped more than anything right we um because at this stage we all live fairly far apart so it sort of opened up more time to be able to jump on zoom calls and work yeah. things out over exactly like online and that kind oh. of thing yeah that's always good all right so we briefly talked about Planet Eater. Now we kind of skip frontwards in time a little bit more with you guys' 2022 album with an interesting album cover. Everything about it's interesting. Everything about it's heavy. I mean, after all, I checked it out on the channel and I, I absolutely loved it. It just took me way too fucking long to get to the album, dude. Like, <laughs> Jesus. But this is Misanthropist. Um would you gentlemen be willing to do a track by track uh, lyrical summary session for this album? Yeah. Go Sweet. For it. So, everybody, welcome to the Under the Skin segment or something. <laughs> I haven't figured out a transition. Um, and uh, yeah, this is their most relevant, most recent full length record um, now out 
in wait who's narco oh, okay that's probably something important to ask uh who is who or what is narcotex <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> so it's just like something that we've sort of come up with um i think because in so in a band each member can do like certain things which are actually mm -hmm. cool like dylan's really good at making videos um and like logos and stuff brent's really good at like mixing and editing and all that computer stuff like that um i don't really know what my special ability is but <laughs> <laughs> you're figuring uh, it out it's okay he's yeah. it, it, um, being modest <laughs> um but yeah so i think what we will like we can all do all this stuff so we'll start like this little thing to um i don't know to make like if something comes of it Yes. And something comes of it kind of thing. And we're just like, we can all do this thing. So we're going to start this thing. And if people reach out to us and say, oh, look, we make a video. I know that Dylan's made lyric videos for other bands mm. um, and stuff like that. And that was through Narcotics page as well. Um, so like, nothing's really come of it yet. Dylan's done some videos. But yeah, if something comes up and people need help, like we're happy to help out and stuff like that. Badass. So more or less Narcotics, that would be like you guys's, uh um, just like service company, right? Hmm. And this this is like how you distribute your music. And this is also, uh, it's it's meant to be something for other people to utilize for editing and just like everything you might need hmm. for things relevant to music and just getting yeah. it out there. Okay, cool. So that in that case, um, this album, Misanthropist, uh, out through Narcotex, their own personal like collective company that happens to not be Shiva as a brand. Um, this album was absolutely incredible, and let's go ahead and dig into the, um, I would say, the back of the book summary. So what would be like a good, like imagine this is a book, right? This album is a book. You go into a library, you're like, ooh, this is a pretty symmetrical cover, and it's got like this interesting logo on it with what looks like a trident going through the middle. This is yeah. interesting. What's going on? So like if you if you would turn the book over and see the summary see the brief description on the back to entice you to open up the book start sifting through the pages what would be the text for that summary hmm. i suppose like a maybe a deep dive into um the sort of pain that the modern society feels and that you know if you want to relate to issues you're having with you know struggling with money or struggling with the uncontrolled with the government stuff you can relate to this album a bit i don't know brent can you word that better not really <laughs> no <laughs> i th no i think i think you nailed it pretty well i mean we did mention before that and you'd mentioned before that with the discography that Shiva has presented so far, it is indeed just bringing awareness to the faulty, the flawed human condition. So with this being the sequel, the honorary uh, successor, right, to Planet Eater, what kind of, wh why the name Misanthropist? That's that's something I would want to ask. Um, so basically, like, Misanthropist is that sort of, you hate yourself in a mm. way so it's basically like the way that i sort of see it is i hate sort of what humans have become 
in a way, like a like you know, obviously there's good and bad and everything, but like an overall thing of like what humans are evolving into, sort of. Or devolving into. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it going? I don't know which way it's going. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fair enough, man. It's it's always a day to day, just attempted analyzation. So I completely understand that. So we kickstart the album um, with track number one, "The Root of All Evil," which is also a pretty sick spite song. But also, this is the sessions for Shiva. So, what is this song about? Um. Basically, that's just got a snippet of um one of the American presidents talking about how the evil in the world isn't gangs and, you know, bad crime lords and stuff like that. It's actually like the white collar people up top making the decisions like they're the, that's the real evil of the world. So that's sort of what kicks off the <clears> album, <throat> like puts the limelight on, you know, them in a way. Okay. And that's actually pretty interesting. I didn't like really figure that out. And I'm surprised because you said a U.S. president, right? Or yeah. Which, yeah. Do you know what? Do you remember which one it was? Um, no, I, I can probably find it, but yeah, I can probably find out. Look. Let's see. I mean, I can I can probably play it too, and just be all oh, that. That's that's a uh, that's this Hoover. Guy. Yeah, this guy here, Ronald Reagan, I think. Ah, Reagan. That's definitely a Reagan yeah. thing to say. So I must have recognized that um, off of memory because yeah. I'm like, is yeah. that is that Reagan? But that's pretty cool. That's that's a great way to start the record. Um, mm. I, I like that. That's actually really cool. Okay, so track two, we have God Complex featuring Left to Suffer and Infested Entrails. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> have you heard of that band before? No, not Infested Entrails. Not yet. Sick band, bro. Um, yeah. So that's... The singer of that band is actually the singer of our old band, Ascendants. Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Small world. Small world, indeed. Yeah. We like it though. Yeah. We like it. <laughs> we like it when the Earth is as small as it is. If it was written <laughs> Jupiter or Mars, we'd have an issue or something like that. Yeah. And um, funny story about so infested entrails. What happened was we actually had a vocal competition ages ago. This is where the idea came up for the Chelsea Grin one. Mm. But we had a vocal competition ages ago, and um, James, the vocalist of that band, ended up winning it. Um, and we just didn't sort of release the song for a really long time, so. Mm. that's he was on there because of that winning awesome no that's, yeah. that's really cool and i love that you guys have uh done that more than once with the with your music because mm. that allows um that allows for a sense of com community it kind of concretes that sense of uh, camaraderie that you guys hold mm. so uh precious when it comes to this band and i mean that's that's what you should do with the band anyways like if you don't like the people you're working with what the fuck are you doing <laughs> yeah, 100%, yeah. 100%. so what lyrically is going on with God, God Complex? Um, so that's sort of kicks off with um, like the manipulation of the population. That's, you know, the, the overall meaning behind that song. Um, Sick. I think it's, if you wanted to get like real down and dirty into like the real dark deep depths of what it, what's behind it, Dylan would be your main man to sort of let you know what's going on there um he's currently at work though which is shit because of the time differences and all that so it's actually morning <laughs> for us um but you know it's, it's more it's about like the um there's no empathy you know like no empathy in the human population like everyone's like suffering in a like, from ignorance and the control of the government and stuff yeah like that. 
Sick. Yeah. Okay. And then we have track three, The Hunted. What's going on here? Um, so this one's about sort of like a little spin-off of the four with the missing four one one. So the people that go missing in the forest and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's just basically like a dig into that. Okay. And I mean the missing four one one, the like is um what what's the story behind that? Because I've never heard uh I've never heard of that before. That's interesting. Um, so there's like it's one of the forests like in America somewhere oh. where heaps of people go missing all the time. And it's like heaps of people. Huh. Uh, let me see if I can get some more details on it. Yeah. I mean, I might have to too, being that I'm over here in the States. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what yeah. is this? Sean's, Sean's about to go missing. <laughs> <laughs> we wrote this song for you. Uh, <laughs> so the, the national parks in the United States yes. have just like massive, massive amount of missing people cases. Um. And like the people think that there's actually more behind it than just people. Yeah. Going you know, like some people think it could be like UFO abductions. Some people think that there's like under cave systems where people are getting taken and right. like there's all this like huge unknown thing about it and people, people go missing. So. Right. No, I'm, I'm seeing a, a poster or a cover right now for missing 411, the UFO connection. I'm like, why the fuck haven't I heard about this? I've been doing conspiracy theory shit like the last two weeks. So I'm like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> I really have, dude. I've been binging that stuff. Like, I think yeah. yesterday uh, I checked out this video about the Washington uh, zombie woman, which it was completely disproved. Everything's all good to go. But you watch the video and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then uh, this channel explained it pretty well. So I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So she was acting for political message reasons huh because it was like authentically terrifying like if i saw this person running down the street i would like check my hip realize i don't have a gun go buy a gun and then you know act a you know <laughs> it, it was fucking bad dude like Wait, so she was just acting yeah so she was just absolutely just acting uh it was like for some type of political propaganda like you can't cage me that was that ended up being the uh the disproving instagram post but like dude i'll tell you what if i saw this person like walking down the street screaming the way she was doing or holding uh what was like a tiny bag covered in blood she had like half her head shaved off she looked like a fallout character and i'm like what the hell is going on? And she's just screaming and wailing like a banshee at the top of her lungs. She's limping down the street with one shoe. It looks like she was fresh out of a car wreck. When, seeing the video, it's like, I get why people just went nuts, but I digress. We're, you know, we're, that that story is for a separate session, question mark. Um, but, okay, so we got the hunted misanthropist then, track four, the title track. This yep. kind of like I, I would assume it reviews over the the overlapping Shiva formula, really lyrically speaking, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So that's like basically like honestly the same thing. Um, sort of the control of the population, um, getting like any resistance that comes against them just gets crushed, um, and then eventually evolving into like hating your own race, I suppose. Right. Yeah, and I mean, that is misanthropy, so fair mm. enough, man. Track five, we have Affliction. What's going on here? This one's um, this one's kind of more about mental health. Mm. Um, so it's, it's sort of more about, like, the way that society is. Um, 
the sort of person I'm not sure if it's a person or whoever these songs aimed at. It's like that person has like mental health, mental issues now, and they're like getting violent and they're like hurting people and and stuff like that. So these songs are more about like the effects of the society on someone. Right, that makes mm. sense. Okay, and then we have track six, oppressed. Um, exactly what it says. It's just right. like the government, government like oppressed. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Yeah. Sweet. And then uh, track seven, Unalive, because I know this was a track that you guys uh, ended up, at least I remember being sent a message myself on Instagram. It's like, we haven't named this song yet. What would you want the song to be called? I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I ever actually like chose an option. Don't know why, but I was like, okay. So I ended up being Unalive. So obviously you guys were like kind of conflicted on the actual track naming of the song. Mm, so before yeah. it was Unalive, like what was was there like a complicated lyrical process with this like what what's going on with this one well this one um this one there was a couple of members that aren't in the band anymore but this one we had some problems with because this song's actually about the way that society is now is the reason why more people are like committing suicide mm. um so it's kind of like one of those taboo subjects and i think it was challenging for us because like some of the members like oh you know i think it's too much mm. um but the original song name was secrets to suicide okay so the, and it's like the secrets are this is why it's happening and it's because of the society and the way that people yeah like you know what i mean so we had um some issues naming that and we didn't want it to like we didn't want it to hurt anybody you know what i mean exactly it's like pretty you know what i mean like we're not out here to make people upset but we do want to talk about some certain shit you know what i mean Right, absolutely. I get that completely. And then track eight, we have the nameless. Yep, um, that's the Slipknot cover. Right, badass. Okay, I mean, simple, simply said, the nameless man. Like, what an iconic track. So mm. that was Shiva's misanthropist. That was the end. That that is the end of the under the skin session. So future me, good luck fucking finding that timestamp. Um, <laughs> but uh, this has been episode forty four of the Anatomy Co Podcast. Jesus, featuring Taylor Humphreys and Brent of Shiva. Did you gentlemen have anything you wanted to go ahead and uh, shout out, plug, whatever before we go ahead and end the session? Anything, Brent? Not really. Thank okay. you for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, it's been, man. Been fun. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I think like a couple. I think definitely a couple of shout outs. Like first of all, anybody who listens to our music, um, and di dives deep into the lyrics and stuff like that, or if you're struggling and you want to message the band, reach out to us. We're pretty opening with messages. Like as you said before, we ask people to help us name songs. We like give little snippets away and. All that stuff so if you if you even you just want to flick us a message just chat go right ahead um and thank you all for listening to our music really appreciate that um definitely want to shout out our producer matthias at um mo metal productions he's an absolute genius and um you know he really, really helps us with our music and our ideas and and everything like that so shout out to you for providing the best mixes ever um and you know reality fade to supporting both of our album releases doing the merch thing and doing CDs and uploading to Bandcamp and stuff like that. That's really good. Really, we really appreciate all that stuff. Badass. Okay. And this has been, again, episode 44 of the Anatomy P Podcast.
featuring Shiva. Thank you guys for listening and uh, be sure to enjoy your night.